everyone! Welcome to For the Sea. I'm your host, Hira Mion, and today I'm going to be discussing a topic dear to my heart in hopes you leave today with a better understanding and awareness of what's happening right in front of us. The overabundance of plastic in our oceans, which is putting marine life in danger. Before we begin, I want to tell a story that put all of this into perspective for me. In the sixth grade, my mom told me that we would be attending my cousin's graduation, which was all the way across the state in Wilmington, North Carolina. Though I was excited for my cousin and extremely proud, I couldn't help but think about the possibility that I might get to go to a beach for the very first time in my life. Over some days before the trip, I convinced my mom that we would stop at the beach, even though she hated it. The day came. We headed to Wilmington to see my cousin walk the stage, and right after the graduation ceremony, we grabbed our sunscreen and flip-flops and drove straight to the beach. When I got there, I was a bit overwhelmed with the amount of people, but regardless, nothing was going to stop me from running into the waves and getting that beach wave hair I saw all over Pinterest. So there I was. Right when we entered, I gave my mom all my things, ran, and dove straight into the extremely salty water, and stupidly with my mouth wide open. Regardless of the salty taste in my mouth, I was having a blast. I stayed in the water for some time, and once I felt my fingers getting pruny, I walked to where my mom was sitting under her umbrella. I remember walking towards her and stepping on something that wasn't the gritty sand. When I looked down, I saw my foot was on top of a plastic bag. I picked it up to throw it away in the trash and didn't really give it much thought. But this kept happening. As I was walking, I kept stepping on plastic or trash from the people on the beach who seemed too lazy to throw it away. My eyes then directly stared at the area where the trash cans were, shocked and confused. I noticed that there was more trash outside of them than in. I walked to my mom and just sat there on the sand, realizing that all this plastic and trash is going to end up in the water. And once it's in the water, it's almost impossible to remove. And just like how I came into contact with plastic, so must all the fish, but in much worse encounters where they won't be able to find a way around it. I left that trip with only one thing on my mind. Why haven't I heard about this before? No one at the beach seemed to care or make an effort on cleaning, and when I got home, I asked my friends if they'd ever noticed trash on the beach, and they responded as if it were normal and okay. But it shouldn't. Though plastics can come in handy into our daily lives, they take thousands of years to decompose, and sometimes are not even disposed of properly. This is highly dangerous because plastic can accumulate in oceans, which could cause the decline of keystone species that would affect our human lives very drastically. From my time at the beach, I was inspired to learn more, and to this day, as a biological engineering student, I look forward to not only learning about this, but to share with others as well. So here I am, and here you are, to help the sea.
first thing you can do to help the sea and its species is to become educated. By familiarizing yourself with the research that is occurring today, it's the best way to keep up to date with the status of this issue. It's important to know how many marine species actually do come in contact with plastics, where in the ocean is contact occurring, and what are the effects that marine species are experiencing from plastic presence. In a study conducted by Jeanette Mancia and others, the researchers of this article conducted their experiment by firstly capturing 100 cat sharks in two regions in the Mediterranean Sea. From then, they examined the gastrointestinal tract and determined that all fish had plastics inside them by ingesting them. Considering nearly all of the cat sharks were exposed, it's safe to say that there were, unfortunately, vast amounts of plastics existing in the Mediterranean Sea. However, it is also important to note that plastics get broken down into macroplastics, smaller pieces of plastics, and microplastics, even smaller pieces of plastics. Much of the plastic ingested by the cat sharks were microplastic due to their size. And because of the small size, the bodies of the cat sharks were not able to produce an immune response to protect themselves of foreign objects, which could lead to infection and death. An immune response would be beneficial because by producing one, the body is aware that there is something foreign in the body, and the response is an attempt to find it off. There were some cat sharks that ingested macroplastics, and of those cat sharks, there was an overall change of a 67% increase in liver weight. This can be dangerous because it can negatively affect the cat shark's ability to maintain the body's once normal functions. Now, considering plastics are synthetically made, they also contain certain chemicals that allow them to be durable and hold their shape. Once plastics are ingested, those chemicals get released inside the body. The most common types of toxic chemicals found in plastics that were ingested by marine species were PCBs. Now there isn't much information regarding the specifics of this, however, there is a very high chance that chemicals such as PCBs can disrupt the body's normal processes, which could lead to even more drastic effects such as infection, starvation, and even death. In another study by Vinith Kumar Goswami and others, it was concluded that yet again, ingested microplastics were found in all species analyzed, including zooplankton, finfish, and shellfishes in Port Blair Bay, which is off the coast of India. This is significant considering this study alone proves that plastics come into contact with various marine species, like the ones I mentioned above, and each of these species are located in a different part or level in the ocean. Meaning, plastics don't exist in one area in bodies of water. Rather, plastics are located in different depths and regions of oceans depending on the plastic's ability to float or its size. The next article is by Peter Ryan and is particularly interesting because the animals tested in the experiment were seabirds. An animal, though a marine animal, tends to fly to different regions near oceans. They concluded that all seabirds came into contact with plastics through entanglement. 
meaning the seabirds would get stuck or trapped with the plastics. Considering these animals fly and are located in different areas, the presence of the plastic is widespread. Also, of all the types of plastics, fishing gear and fishing material were primarily responsible to be the cause. Specifically, 88% of the seabirds interacted with them. If you feel like this is a little alarming to hear, that's because it is. Fishing material is directly from humans and were probably there because they were not disposed of properly. And this can be prevented. With entanglement, animals can easily fall victim to suffocation, lack of mobility, the ability to drown, and all of these risks can lead to, and has led to, death. If you're having troubles picturing entanglement, do you guys remember the Disney animated movie about penguins called Happy Feet? If so, there is a penguin named Lovelace who had a six-pack plastic ring stuck around his neck and though he thought it was cool, it caused him to choke and die. This leads me to sharing a message from our sponsor, Eco Six Pack Ring, or E6PR. The E6PR is the first eco-friendly six-pack ring made from byproduct waste and other compostable materials designed to replace the plastic rings. When disposed of properly, the E6PR finds its way to a compostable facility where it will degrade in days, and when unfortunately left out in open land or a water system, it will degrade in a matter of weeks. Another encouraging fact of their product is that it's made from compostable organic materials that do not cause harm to wildlife in case of ingestion. So please, if you're ever in the need to group your cans, forget the plastics and reach for the Eco Six Pack Ring today. Now that you have become aware of the current research and experiments that proves that there is an overabundance of plastic in different areas in the ocean that comes into contact with various species and causes specific effects, you may be wondering, what now? What can I do to help? Well, I'm glad you're asking. In your day-to-day, -day, there are many things you can do to help reduce the amount of plastic in oceans. I'd like to provide you with three words you once heard in elementary school. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Following the three R's can lead to such a great difference, and it's something you can practice every day with pretty much everything. For example, try limiting the amount of single-use plastics, like plastic bags. Instead, switch to reusable bags or eco-friendly bags. Try reusing your waste or plastic if possible. For example, composting is a great way to reuse coffee grounds and eggshells, all while making rich soil. A win-win! Lastly, recycle. Try to make it an effort to recycle your plastic by placing your empty water bottles into recycling bins. There is a reason why they exist. I know it's a bit difficult to understand how plastic and oceans affects you, but think about it this way. If there's a lot of plastics 
In the ocean, there's going to be a decline of marine species. Many of these species, if not all, aid in Earth's processes. And once there is an unbalance in the equilibrium, problems such as climate change will arise, which can negatively affect all aspects of our life, agriculture, water supply, and Earth as a whole. I know those paper straws can be annoying. I agree that they get soggy too quickly, but you must look at the bigger picture. You putting up with a soggy straw can save our friends in the sea. Thank you very much for listening. I have enjoyed going on this journey with you and hope that after listening, you've gained a better understanding of plastic pollution in oceans and the alarming pressure we must put on it together. Just like I did with this podcast you listened to, spread the word, tell your family and friends what's happening, and act. Now, considering you are never too young to take action no matter your age, I'd like to leave you with this. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Again, thank you very much for listening to this episode of For the Sea. I'm Hiramian, and see you next time.